Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They won in Denver. So, I- I'm not saying they're going to win the championship or anything, but they are competitive. They are going to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're, they're a team to be taken lightly and you, that you, you can just expect to roll over. And then if they lose or when they lose, it's not it. If that's not it. it. The world doesn't fall apart. You go, all right, how do we how do we take the next step? And they will get better. I was in the chat talking to, uh, I forget who it was, talking about a star. We need a star. I'm like, that's next year. We know that. Like, we're not worried about stars. We got the stars out of here. The last star that we got to figure out how to get the fuck out of here is Ben Simmons. He's the last dramatic one. The drama surrounding him, if you notice, they're just, they're pretty much telling you he's not coming back. Like, Jacques Vaughn was non-committal. It's, it's in the, the New York Post. Net Jacques Vaughn non-committal on Ben Simmons returning this season. Nobody cares at this point, right? They signed Nerlens Noel. We'll speak on him. He had some trouble. Honestly, I was looking at Nerlens Noel, like, get him off the floor. And they did. But, like, they signed a backup center because they can't rely on Ben Simmons to play center. And, I mean, I know I think the glue guys came out with a, a tweet yesterday that Nets Twitter was not feeling about, like, this team, uh, and I don't want to verbatim say it, but they were, like, talking about how this team would be great with the old version of Ben Simmons. Stop dreaming. Stop Stop even hoping hoping that this guy is going to emerge as he was in 2019. It, it's almost impossible. So, the glue guy said, I know I really shouldn't say this, like, just enjoy the moment, but this current Nets team is the perfect team to surround the old version of Ben Simmons. There, that, that, where is that? That doesn't exist. My neck, my back, my neck, and my back. The guy's got a neck injury, back injury, sore knee, eyelash. This team is winning without him. You That's think like they saying want to this see team him? is the perfect team for prime Michael Jordan. You think they want it's to see Ben Simmons come the off NBA. the bench and fuck this up right now with what they're figuring out? Edmund Sumner back. Like, they're, they're figuring out who is who, what is what, and who they can depend on on this team. Ben Simmons is not one of those guys. He wasn't in KD Kyrie era. He isn't now. So they can just keep telling the media, oh, yeah, well, his back has inflammation. We're managing the back and the knee. Do that for the next two months, and the season is over. Right now, I am looking at this Nets world as a team of scrappy veterans, a coach that wants to prove something, that's a basketball guy. I can tell they're watching film. They watch film at halftime. They're not a bad second-half team. I don't ever feel like I'm really out of it. A couple weeks ago, I was like, well, they don't have a shot. Right when the Bucks, when they played tough against the Bucks in the first half, and then they crumbled in the third, I'm like, oh, these guys ain't got it. But they're they're figuring it out. I'm cool with what I'm seeing from the Brooklyn Nets. I can root for these guys. They're getting me fired up. I said after the deadline and the way that they lost four games, like man, I'm not pulling up the Barkley Center. The Never Know Nets. They reel me back in. Let's go. Let's see what else they can do without a star. Let's see where they land in the seedings. I told y'all from the jump. All I want this team to do is better than Katie and Kyrie's team did last year. And that that to me, and that's what Hudson said, how low the bar is set. That to me is realistic. That's in our sights right now. They knocked off the number one seed in the West with the MVP. Like these guys are and feeling the number themselves. one seed in the East. 
they they knocked time. off they knocked off the Celtics. And say what you want about the Bucks, I don't think they would have won that game. But they were they were competing with their G League team. So I'm not putting a ceiling on what these guys can do. But I'm excited to watch the rest of this season. And I don't feel like some of these Nets fans that just ah oh, we're out off season or ah oh, Katie and Kyrie are here. No reason to watch this team. The vibes around this team are very good, very positive. Can we please show what Mikael Bridges wrote on Instagram after the game? I like it here a lot. And that's a post from the like second day that Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson were here. They sent them out to do charity work in that Brooklyn. Was right, at, yeah, right after the trade. They they were, the I don't even think they played yet. I remember the video of, of Bridges goes out. He signed his name and he signed number 25. And, and Cam Johnson clowned him like, you're not 25 anymore. You're one, bro. Get it together. These guys like it here. Well, if you listen to NBA Twitter and Nets Twitter, you would think this is the worst organization in the world to play for. Joe Tsai and Sean Marks are terrible. No stars are ever coming here. Well, then don't send any stars. Let's keep finding guys that want to play team basketball and win. Well, look, I, I think that post encapsulates the feeling that we're talking about right now. And Mikael Bridges is a rising star at, at this moment in time. I mean, I, I stated the numbers before. His game continues to grow, and he feels like he belongs here. I, I, I looked at that post, and I, I saw so many Suns fans in the comments upset about it because they were thinking he was coming back in, in 2026. Reality is setting in. He's the cornerstone of this franchise, and they're going to build a, around him. Um, some of these guys will be a part of that. But if you go also and look in those comments – I think I saw Seth Curry in there. I saw Royce O'Neal in there. I saw Nick Claxton in there. I saw Cam Johnson in there. I saw Patty Mills in there. The entire team, the entire team, Spence in there. The entire team is 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 in the comments. These guys like each other. They like each other. They want to play for the front of the jersey as well as the back of the jersey. And <laughs> I see a, a premium chat from Pip named Slickback. He says, I like Cam, obviously referencing Thomas. But I trust what JV wants to do with him. What we're doing now is working. Our new identity is defense first. We haven't been a good defensive team consistently since Kidd and Marte. And here's another thing. I, I told people to stop crying about Katie and Kyrie. Stop crying about Jacques Vaughn, too. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the right guy for the job. They got it right with the head coach. By the way, Sean Marks looks like the right guy to be the GM. Go ahead, Hudson. Not for nothing. At what point, and we, we talked about this earlier in the season during the uh, the 20-2 and two run, at what point do we reintroduce Jacques Vaughn to the Coach of the Year discussion? Right? I mean, not only what he did with Katie and Kyrie, but having his entire team and franchise blown up in the middle of the season. If the Nets hold on to this five-seed, or even they, they can rise as high as the four-seed, do you have to include him in those discussions? I think you do. You know, it's what, his, his coaching job, is it's been shockingly impressive. It's funny because with that, like, uh, microscope that comes with Katie and Kyrie, I guess some of that attention doesn't get put there. Like, uh, with Claxton not necessarily being in the defensive player of the year conversations, even though really nothing has changed. But yeah, I, I, I mean, rationally, uh, uh, of course, I think that's right. And, and Keith, you had mentioned, um, being better than Katie and Kyrie were a lot or a theme of those games are right now. The Nets are ahead of both the Suns and the Mavericks in the standings. Now, some of that was work that was done earlier in the season. But if you look at it, the Mavs are not doing well. The Mavs are in danger of falling out of the play-in. Forgetting just the, the playoffs, they're in danger of falling out of the play-in. Something's up with Kyrie now. And the Suns are falling uh, into it. Yeah, and the Suns obviously don't have Kevin Durant 
for a stretch here and have a tough schedule coming up. And when you trade away Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, and then you lose Kevin Durant, that's, that's uh, you know, you're not going to have a deep team. That's just a, the way that, that things go. So I, I just don't know how anyone couldn't be thrilled with the current state of affairs for this team because the only thing you're holding on to is an imaginary thing. That never was. There's credit to go all around, and I like that too. It isn't just coming on the pod, oh my God, Kyrie went off for 60. It isn't just coming on the pod, oh, KD had 40. He's automatic, but took over the game. Like every night, there's somebody that's catching your attention where you're like, man, like Royce O'Neal spent time in Utah where he learned about Rudy Gobert's game. That came to play in the game against Minnesota. He, he said it in the post game, yeah, I know his moves. I was in practice with him for four years. Like, comes in handy for us. These guys, there's, there's all of these, um, and, and we can go through the box score. These guys could have fumbled that game, but they, they gut it out and win. I'll take these one-point wins on teams that technically you're not supposed to beat. Um, who else balled in that game? And I, and I see in the chat you guys are talking about Spencer. Please stop talking about injuries that did not happen yet. Like, why are we talking about, like, Spender gets hurt? Who's our backup point guard? That is the doom and gloom that Nets fans need to, like, turn that shit down, right? Turn that all the way down. Nobody is getting hurt. We're fine. Ben Simmons is hurt, and that's the only injury that we really have to report. Um, okay, back to the game Friday night, man. I ended up getting a flat tire. So I didn't get to see the fourth quarter overtime, but I went back and watched the highlights. Like I already mentioned Royce. Uh, it doesn't necessarily st- show up in the stat sheet, but him being able to guard Rudy Gobert, and, like it helps. And, and you know what? As we're talking about Nerlens Noel, I think I put a tweet out. Uh, who would you like to see as the backup center more? Nerlens Noel, I know he's only four games in as a net, or De'Ron Sharp. I mean, honestly, neither one. But if you can move, uh, Doe, or if you can move Royce to the five in some situations, I'll take it depending on who we're facing off against. And then that carried over. Like, Rudy, if you could do it to Rudy Gobert, see if you could do it to Jokic. And he could. Like, between Royce and Dorian Finney-Smith playing some minutes in the paint at the five, it works. Obviously, Nick Claxton is the guy. You're going to get some minutes with Nerlens Noel, but he's been out of the league. He's not there yet for this high competition that the Nets are facing. Like, his speed obviously is more like the Rockets game uh, or the game that you punted against the Bucks, but you know, he'll be there. Anybody else that you guys want to credit to? I feel like we gave some credit to Joe Harris. We gave some credit to, and not Joe Harris, not for the uh, Timberwolves game. He played eight minutes. He put up three zeros. Cam Thomas played five minutes. He had one point. Um, Seth Curry has been better after he had an absolute stinker in front of his pops. When the Charlotte Hornets came to Brooklyn, I feel like that one wore on him. And now he's more locked in. Mikael Bridges is good for 30. And when he's not good for 30, he's still getting 25. Like his his off night is still 25. Uh, Nick Claxton deserves a ton of credit for his rebounding, his scoring. Did I see him shoot a jump shot? Yeah, yes, he had a midi. Did. He had a midi yesterday. We we all, Claxton, we all, baseline J. 